by the measure and the sense in which he has attained liberation from the self. Sucker Punch, our guest this week on The Worst Little Podcast. Casting live from the recent past in the Dogwater Studios, high above the greatest of basins, and um, a thunder and lightning storm is going on right now, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Worst Little Podcast, and I'm Nick Ramirez. Chewbacca's here. We got Dogwater Dick in the back. Ian's here. Lee's here, and Suck a Punch is here. We're here. On the Worst Little Podcast, we're talking out of our ass. Hey, hey, hey. Fuck yeah. Hey. <laughs> That's how you do That's it. That's pretty cool. Dude, impeccable <laughs> timing, Nick. You done that before? No, maybe once or twice. Sweet. A couple few. Not as much as Rory. But uh, here we are with fucking the legendary Sucker Punch in the house. Fucking what, what, what year did that start? 90, 96, uh, right? 96. Uh, so actually, okay, the band Sucker Punch started as Sucker Punch in 96. But 
these guys, and when I say these guys, I mean Me. the original guy, Bun, and uh, Mike, who's not here, um, were in a band with their buddy Brian and a guy named Dave. Uh, who else? Peterson. And, Peterson um, and Caleb. Caleb. Yeah. Caleb, and they were, Caleb Champion. They were called Deadfinger, and they were playing punk ska back in like 91. Mm. And I used to say, like, they were doing this stuff when the rest of us were listening to Nirvana. Oh, wow. I mean, that's, that's how. Yeah. That's long. a dope so, name, Deadfinger. Yeah. We used to um, practice at my, my uh, parents' garage. Just, you know, being kids, uh-huh. just having, playing whatever, you know. But uh, it kind of got a little bit better on our, our equipment. And, like, we ran into Pierre on a flyer, and he joined the band, and we just took off from there, you know. Yeah. I remember the Sucker Punch name being around for a long, long time. Yeah. So yeah. we were originally... Um, when I met these guys, I answered, he's right, I, I answered, they put up a flyer in Bizarre Guitar looking for a, a, a punk rock drummer. Um, there and, was no Craigslist. Right, no. yeah, <laughs> and I had just, I was in a metal band at the time doing like like biohazard type stuff, mm-hmm. but I had recently, and I mean recently, I mean like a week before, I had I walked into um, a punk rock show uh, by Face to Face at the Waldorf mm-hmm. on Virginia Street, and my knowledge of punk prior to that was like 80s punk that didn't have a lot of um, melody. It was more aggression and, and anger. Mm-hmm. So I, that's what I thought I was I was going to with that type of show. And then when I saw um, face-to-face play and, and holy crap, they were harmonizing. Yeah, a little more musical. vocals. I'm like, wow, this is, this is awesome. I wanted to play punk. Um, and I saw an ad at Bizarre Guitar that said, that, you know, punk ska band looking for a drummer. And I'm like, close enough. Mm-hmm. So, that's wild yeah answered it and i met these guys and like we had our first practice and I th- they were called dead finger i think at the time yeah mm-hmm. we we uh rehearsed that you storage right mm-hmm. you store it you store uh, storage it. facility yes. and at, like we had i think we had like two practices and then they broke up <laughs> and i'm like well, well it was pretty good right is it me you know i'm sniffing my armpits like yeah. what happened <laughs> you know Kind of thing, and then Mike's like, "Yeah, you know, the singer quit. It was this guy Caleb, and and we're not going to do it anymore." And I'm like, uh, "Guys, I mean, you guys have something here. I mean, these songs are like really good. They didn't have a proper demo done yet or anything, but um, they had a little cassette that they'd recorded, sound like in someone's garage. Yeah, and Dan was, Gomez was the guy. Yeah, and it was it wasn't g- good quality, but I could tell that the songwriting was there, and mm-hmm. I'm like, man, this if this is honed, this could be really good. So I remember I told Mike, um, the singer. Um, well, he wasn't. The, well, he was. He was a couple of practices. There, he was yeah. a singer, and I said, you know, if you ever decide to put this back together, I'm your man. Call me. And then I, I think Mike and I were in. Uh, a music class at TMCC or something to get like that together. Um, and then I think months went by and then Mike called and said, eh, I think we're going to give this one more shake. And I was like, sweet. And we, we started um, practicing again. And um, I think, I think it was Mike or Brian, the guitar player's idea to change the name. Cause we were going to, we had a new singer, a new drummer. We were going to write new songs. So I came up with Sucker Punch, which I thought was cool, and that's how we started. Did you guys ER. did play some with the ER? I remember yeah. maybe some of that um, in the beginning, we, right? We threatened we were threatened to be sued by some uh, New York punk band called Sucker Punch. Mm. Uh, that you know, knowing what I know now, we would have told them, to, you know, go to yeah. hell, you know, um, because you really can't do that unless you can prove that you're somehow taking away from their business and trademark and all that kind of stuff. And no, neither of us had that. But we went well. We just we played a few shows and kids were starting to dig it, and we figured if we change now, we're going to start over. You know, 
mm-hmm. you know, getting our name out there. So we just changed the spelling to suck up. That's rad. Yeah. It wasn't trying to it be clever to get anything. some continuity. Yeah. We and, figured. Yeah. We didn't think of Sucker Punch 182. We would have no. been way better. <laughs> <laughs> that came later. So, you know. I think Sucker Punch but, is a better name than Sucker yeah. Punch. Yeah. yeah. I like oh, the thanks. A. Yeah. It's, it's clever. Yeah. And you, yeah. I like how you guys play with it, make anarchy sometimes. Yeah. That was, um, uh, was it, what's Jared's last name? Eisenberg. Eisenberg. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he designed yeah. that from that, Aces. From uh, Head Grenade, yes. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Love that band. Kick ass. Yeah, in DFI, yeah, I, I think that before band. that, it was some badass punk bands that that guy used to play. Yeah. yeah. So he, he designed that yeah. for us. Uh, we, we we were buddies with him back in 96. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that first song you guys heard, Extinguishing Each Other, was recorded in 96. And I was doing the math Fuck. on my f- hands, on my fingers while we were playing it, realizing it's 27 years old. Yeah, dude. Like, wow. Holy shit. Did you record that at Granny's? No. Um, we recorded that. If you listen to it, it's. It, I mean, we recorded that at Enharmonic in Sacramento, Sacramento. Mm. Um, and it was done on not two inch tape because we couldn't afford that. What's the another? thinner one? Is that eight, one eight inch, inch tape? tape? One inch? I don't know. Um, <laughs> well, but I mean, there's half inch tape. There's the quarter inch half tape. Inch, there's it, half inch. I think it was half inch. I've and, never heard inch tape, but there's probably inch tape. But <laughs> so and why that's important is is it's honest because there's. It wasn't digital. I mean, we've, we've recorded to tape, and you can hear the horns kind of go out of tune. You can hear some of the backing vocals go out of tune. But you know what? It didn't matter. Like, I wasn't playing to a click track. I was just playing drums. And, like, that EP we put out is, like, one of my favorite things that I've ever done musically because it's it's honest like that. It was way yeah. before the digital Raw, days. I guess. Yep. So it's not perfect, yeah. but it's charming, and it's and we weren't perfect. We're still huh. not perfect. Like, musicians. Like time, a lot, a lot of recordings in the late 90s yeah. uh, just were recorded and like that, mm-hmm. analog we can style. barely play our instruments, but, like, <laughs> together we, we do enough to make – to make it cool and like that's you know there's two versions of that song there is one that we did at granny's um that is more perfect to a click track um i believe it's digital um you know so we did a lot of you know overdubs and things like that but it's almost it doesn't have the charm and personality of when we just went in there young raw and mm-hmm. just blasted it out so that's why okay. that one made the cut on our kind of best of CD. I'm sure that EP is hard to find but I'll keep my eyes peeled it's for only it on, it's only on cassette but you can get it digitally I put everything on oh, oh really I don't have digitals. one either yeah. so where's it at because I'll just record it to a cassette if I feel there like there you it. go uh, Spotify uh, okay. Apple Music Amazon right. all the all the digitals cool it's good to know Bandcamp Bandcamp yes it's on Bandcamp too definitely on Bandcamp yeah <laughs> well, speaking of music how about we hear another track yeah, what's next? Uh, hmm. What do you want to? This is a good question. I not having them in front of me. I think one of our favorites to play live. Uh, Sucker Punch went through an era where we didn't have horn players, um, and I it was just uh, the core members: uh, Brian Daniels, Mike Young, myself, and Bun. And we just wanted to make like a punk record. Um, our horn players were out doing pursuing degrees, and you know. Yeah. Things like that. Doing horn player shit. And we Life. thought this is a good opportunity to write like a straight punk album. Because we always said that we, we're not really, I mean, we use, you know, we use the word ska very lightly in our band. We're pretty much a punk band with horns. Yeah. So we always thought we could do a cool punk record. So um, we wrote one and recorded one. We called it the Black Album. Um, 
I can't know. I hope it's before Metallica's. I don't know. <laughs> Some tells me if it was after Metallica's, we would have called it something else. You should have sued uh, him back then. <laughs> I think it was, that was 2004. So Add your chance. Uh, yeah, no, Metallica's Black Album came out in like 91 or Metallica's 92. got some good ass lawyers. Uh, right. yeah. Okay, then we ripped them off. We always wanted to be Metallica. And when you hear the song, you guys are going to think Metallica. Anyway, <laughs> it's called Two Miles, and it's uh, probably one of our favorites to play. That's a good ass. <laughs> I wish I I wish I had heard that before I made Nowhere Nevada soundtrack because I definitely would have put that on there. So. Oh man, it's like perfect. We would have let you. <laughs> Nowhere to someday. We'll see. Very but cool. uh, fuck yeah, you guys. So go through the um, lineup changes. Like okay, like oh, okay. start with you started with the original. Yeah, only like the second version, but yeah. So we had um, uh, man. See, we had yeah. saxophone player uh, was in the band for a long time. Um, Chris, 
Chris Ferrari, uh, Cody Forcier on trombone. Uh, we met those guys at UNR. Um, our saxophone player was hilarious because he was the president of Sigma Nu. Um, so when the prospect of him being in the band were all, excuse me. Oh, nice oh, take work, the call. Shannon. Take the call. Rookie. Take the call. I want to hear who it is. <laughs> it's his mom. Aren't you home yet? <laughs> um, but anyway, so we met him and we thought, oh man, do we want a, a frat guy in the band? You know, kind uh, of thing. Probably access to a lot of badass parties. You know, I, I tell you, yeah, what, that's go. never been my scene. But meet him, kind of like, okay, this is how they roll: frats and sororities and college life. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we had a uh, we practiced there at Sigma Nu. Yeah, because he was the president, and they had to let his band practice there. And yeah. some of them liked it, and some of Probably them hated it. had a nice it. basement. But I tell you what, Chris ended up being like one of the most punk rock cool people dude. I'd ever met. Yeah. Like, I mean, when he was he was awesome. He was fearless, and he was a great saxophone player and super successful um, in almost everything he does. Um, but the his biggest success uh, for us was when he grew a zit while no, we were that, in, purposefully while we were recording. Our first demo, he was like feeding it grease wow. through his hands. His mayonnaise it was the in center it? of his head, and he wanted to see how big he could get it. And by the time we left the studio, it was like a golf ball sitting in the center of his forehead. Oh yeah, God. and we're Dude. like, this yeah, guy's definitely in the band. Um, <laughs> yeah, those yeah. frat guys know how to go hard on shit like that. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? If we're being honest, okay, so. We, you know, we always made fun of the whole fraternity thing and the, you know, cause you know, we always thought it was kind yep. of whatever, yep. um, but we, they funded us for the first couple of <laughs> years because we would play their parties. Yep. Um, and it was a time when like a lot of the local bands that we, you know, our, our, um, uh, what's what we're looking for, our, our colleagues, I guess in this, yeah. um, were playing all ages shows and we loved all ages shows too. <laughs> so they would bum out when we'd play either bars, or fraternity parties and things like that. But we were making so much cash because those fraternities had so much money that yeah. they would just pay, um, you know, twice what we'd get at a bar. And it was a time when you had a band fund mm-hmm. and we would pay like our shed rent with it or whatever. But there was a time when we were buying a van. We bought a PA system. Damn. We had, and we were all starving, broke. Some of us from college, some of us were just working jobs, but we didn't have any money. And all of a sudden we could like – Print T-shirts and you know make get merch merch like CDs. And it was know, all on sweet CDs. frat money. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, so we had no. Now they didn't always get it. If I'm being honest, like in the sense that like when we'd play shows at like Del Mar Station things like that, and the, and the kids would you know slam and you know crowd surf and stuff like that. It was all kind of friendly. And if someone fell down in a circle pit, they'd get picked up. Mm-hmm. Fraternities didn't slam like that. They no. would just run at each other. Yeah. Fall down in the middle of the Bull. floor, start fist fighting, and like pile up, <laughs> and like and the and the UNR police would come in and like <laughs> tell us to stop playing, so they broke up the fight, and then they would leave, and then we start playing again. We'd be like, "Hi right, guys, calm down. You guys want to go in a circle? Like we're like trying to <laughs> trying to teach them, like that, you know." And it's they just a, beat the shit. Like, it was like bros just beating the shit yeah. out of so each other. So it was other. like friends fighting, not like two yeah. dudes that hated yeah. each other. Yeah, but it's it was like, really – More like was, a football practice than a punk yeah, show. Football. I got to say it was scarier than most punk shows we played. Wow. I mean, like, you know, because there was yeah. they didn't have that like kind of – they didn't really get it. it was yeah, just they didn't like, have a fun vibe. It was like it was King of different. the Hill out there. You know what I mean? Like they were just trying to like, – <laughs> it was nuts. But And like our, we talked about this before in the, uh, when, we were, when we came in. Um, sometimes our horn players got hurt because they – you know, our – trombone player's got this chunk of metal he's holding in front of his mouth mm-hmm. and some kid would get thrown into him and it would knock 
his horn into his mouth and he oh. chipped a tooth once and we're like damn holy shit like we were talking about the other night like now um, when Cody plays with us he like aims his bell to the ceiling or to the floor when it starts getting crazy because he knows better you don't stick mm-hmm. that lo- you know that extended valve yeah, what do you call it yeah. on his horn because slide yeah they'll knock that thing down your throat <laughs> <Not Yeah>. careful <laughs> Damn. Yeah, and the stage is like really low to the floor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The you guys play like the beer barrel, barrel and the, the, oh, the wall and shit. We did. We, we did play. Remember yeah. back in the day, you used to. Um, they had a pool table, but when they have concerts, they would take the pool table, put a plywood on it, and Pierre would be up on the pool table playing drums. Hmm. That was my drum riser, dude. That yeah. place, yeah. man. Time-ish. But you know what? We made a killing in that place because it was so small. You wouldn't think, right? Yeah. Well, even now, you and, can go to that building to the Jimmy John's yeah, exactly. and see what There's, what these rad shows were so going weird, on. There. It's so you can tiny. go there tomorrow and see yeah, a sucker punch fly in that Jimmy down John's. Soon, yeah. But okay, um, they uh, yeah. We, so we would play the, that place, and it was so tiny, but. People didn't want to be in there for very long because it was hot and stuffy, so there was a lot of turnaround. Floor was and we would charge three bucks a head, and we'd make like six hundred bucks. And like the capacity of that place is like thirty-five people yeah. or something. <laughs> it was just people just come coming and going. Like, ah, it's hot. I got to get out of here. Okay, someone else will come in another three bucks. And like, and and it was funny. Nate, the the guy that owned that, didn't like our band at first because I'd given him that little crappy uh, cassette we'd had that uh, was it was really poor quality and I was trying to get him to let us play at the beer barrel because all the cool bands were playing there. Um, and he said, no, I was like, Oh damn. And then how I got us into the fraternities was I went around on my little crappy $250 motorcycle with flyers that said, we're a new band called sucker punch punk ska. We will play your party for 40 bucks. And I went and I stuck that flyer in every fraternity and sorority mailbox in like 1996 <laughs> at UNR and we got one call, only one for <laughs> tickets. It was ATO, and they said, "Come Ooh. play our party. We'll give you forty bucks and free beer." So I'm like, "Sweet!" So we did, and we played it. And at first, everybody hated us. Mm-hmm. Like we cleared the house. <laughs> we were playing our original punk stuff, and they're like, "Fuck that!" And they were out in the lawn. And then Brian, our guitar player, had the good sense to go, "Let's play something we know they like." So he started playing the Beastie Boys "Fight oh, Your the Right" cover song. Oh man! And yeah. we did "Fight Your Right" to party, and, and you they... that those people that filed out filed right the hell back in. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like we didn't want that song to end because we didn't want them to leave, so we just looped it for like half an hour, like making up verses and like. It's just, it was crazy. <laughs> and all of a sudden, we were like the new hot band because we knew a Beastie Boys song, and then we played it long enough that we just slid on our own shit after that. And we we once we had the crowd we had the crowd yeah Yeah. and then the best part was the guy that turned us down to play the beer barrel was selling beer at that party and he was like he saw what we did to that crowd and he was like holy shit so he came up to me and he goes hey man i'm sorry i was wrong you guys can play the barrel anytime and i was like how's next saturday (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna pounce on it before he changed his mind yeah Yeah, hell yeah don't wait hustle and and then we played there all the time and Mm -hmm. we had it was a blast so damn yeah it's funny how things go you know, don't give up. Because yeah. you, you got shut down. That ended up being a sweet deal. Mm-hmm. Got to hustle, man. Yeah, when you got to think yeah. on your feet, like you guys did the right thing by switching and playing that Beastie Boys song. Now they're into it. Yeah, like, yeah, totally. If if we just done our own You just stuff. got bummed out and been like, oh, I guess they hate it. We'll leave. Fine. Yeah. Fine. And, and okay, and in addition to getting that um, beer barrel gig, we started getting calls from the other fraternities. Because they're like, oh, we want them at our party. They, they were, were digging. From other ones, they were digging so. that flyer out of the garbage. Yeah. after that, forty <laughs> bucks. Yeah. He said, "Yeah, that was but 50. you know what? We went. 
I don't know if I should talk numbers. It's kind of classless, but it's in the past. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Yeah. So we went from playing that fraternity for forty bucks. The next fraternity paid us four hundred dollars. Yeah. And like Dude. in 1996, 96, man, to, that yeah. was a lot of money. Dude. Pretty much put a down payment on a house in 96. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it, it, and it only went up from there. Like it's like we had this trajectory of what the, because those guys, I mean, they had way more money than we did. Oh, yeah. I don't know where they, they, they had it's donors crazy. or whatever, but all of a sudden yep. we're like, parents really, we got yeah. shit for playing for app parties, but like it just paid so well that we were, you know, with that. Plus, they were enthusiastic. They yeah. were good crowds. I mean, yeah. if, you know, when they weren't beating the snot out of each other. Yeah, I mean, it was good times, so. though. bring chicks with them usually. I mean, there's totally. It was it was fun. fun. And, and we were, were different. Were different frats different feels? Like, were there some that were more mellow, or were they all kind of just nuts? Um, hmm. You want to take that one, Bud? I would say Cody's fraternity because it was like more of like. Um, you remember the name? They're not going to know what Cody's fraternity oh, means. Oh shoot! Sorry, Cody. Um, but they were like a music fraternity. They were like chill band guys. Yeah, I think it was Lambda Lambda well, Lambda. <laughs> <laughs> we were huge with those guys, yeah. but you know, no, no, no bad vibes from the frats from my from my experience. No. You know, they were always yeah. stoked to have us. Mm-hmm. So and they treated us real well. Yeah. They paid well, yeah. and you we always had free. Just living the moment. Music that you guys moment. play is like party music, mm-hmm. and those people love to party, so it makes sense. There was one weird, if I can tell a weird story, though, about it. Yeah, yeah I, I want to hear Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Because I'm not part of Sigma News, so I can tell this shit. But <laughs> one time we were at that frat, and we were either coming or going from practice, and like they were – so Chris, right, our sax player, was the president of, of this fraternity, and they were leading his, his other guys were like leading out a bunch of pledges. I think that's what they call them when they're trying to get in the fraternity. Mm-hmm. And these guys were like had their like they were blindfolded and they had one hand on the shoulder of the guy in front of them and they were leading him out to a truck in the back alley behind the frat mm-hmm. as part of an initiation. And I was like, Chris, be honest, you're gonna fuck those guys, aren't you? He's like, well, where are you taking them, man? Like, what's you know, he wouldn't say it was like top secret, but we're like, oh man, those guys are in deep trouble. <laughs> they did some weird things in those places. But, oh yeah, you know. I got spanked or <laughs> something. Maybe they just paddled them like yeah. Animal House. Yeah, yeah. right. You, sir, man. We went to a darker. <laughs> place we're like oh man yeah. <laughs> right. that well, uh, on that note how about we have some ago. more of that music yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah what's the next track we're gonna hear oh. uh, you, all right here's um all right so we so mike and i um my, the lyrics for, for sucker punch are written by usually uh mike or myself or a combination i think brian wrote one as well but uh one time mike and i were collaborating uh with lyrics back and forth on an idea because we'd both read the Da Vinci code and the idea of um, the, the theme of that book among others is that um, Jesus Christ was, uh, uh, had a child. Right. right? Um, and we thought that was not necessarily funny, but kind of, whoa, kind of thing. So we did kind of a joke song about like um, if Jesus had had a baby with Mary Magdalene, um, like how that would go. So, and it was it's it's meant it's tongue in cheek and it's funny, uh, which we hope it is anyway. But there are lines in there where we we were referencing like, um, see, Peter was a coward, Judas was a rat, and who needs a woman with friends like that? Because in in the Bible, like Peter denies Christ, um, Judas like is a traitor, um, and then of course Mary Magdalene was 
a prostitute. So we kind of we, we threw that kind of stuff in in the lines of the song. So if you listen to it, it's kind of clever, kind of funny, um, and completely offensive, which is one hundred percent what Sucker Punch was about. Yeah, and kind of a spoiler alert if you haven't read the Bible. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, okay, crib notes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's, it's called the Second Coming. Charlie Manson He walked night and day And day and night Until his perks wore down A little on the right And so he decided To take a little rest But just a slight break From his holy quest So he stopped by The local watering home He bought some shoe goo And it saved his soul He ordered a bottle of wine And a pickled egg What happened next Is a little vague A dying need A destiny to abstain And then along comes Mrs. Mary Mag
I forgot that we made Jesus a deadbeat dad in that song. <laughs> we're so going to hell. Dude, the horns were great in that song. Oh, yeah. That kills. I haven't heard that in quite a while. You know, I don't listen to my own stuff. You Bun's know, so, not yeah, a fan. But just hearing it, you know, I'm like, oh. Yeah, and we got stereo this you know? week. Yeah, the horns, the, the horns were big. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the time when we do the show, we're in mono. Because I'm lazy. <laughs> no, not, not this Rick. week. I'm just like, ah, we'll just throw this up here. So, yeah, it sounds great. Yeah. This week, yeah. I was like, we're playing a bunch of songs, and we haven't met some of these guys. We better fucking put it in stereo. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Cool. Well, um, Bun and Shannon, you've never been here before. No, it's the first time for so we got to do now. the thing. Rick, can you give oh me some God. music? Are we doing it for everybody or just for them? Uh, let's do a little head-to-head. What do you say? Yeah. Do you want to yeah. do the one-on-one? thing with them? or would... oh. I'd love them to do it. I okay. okay, and yeah, then you right. can ask questions with us. Do a quick us. one-on-one quiz. Oh, okay. okay, you can do a round of questions and, and, and rapid fires. So, Rick, hit it. As you wish, Uncle Nick. Well, thank you, um, little girl from the past. It's the worst little podcast, and I am your host, Nick Ramirez. <laughs> it's obvious. Uh, <laughs> this is a worse little quiz and it's pretty awful but um we're gonna ask a couple rounds of big questions and a round of uh rapid fire questions um let me think of uh my first question to you sir oh if you could have only you could only have one band on your t-shirt for the rest of your life who's the band <laughs> Yeah. Ah, who Shannon says the mighty the mighty, mighty boss. I could have answered that for Shannon, and anybody that knows him probably could have too. <laughs> I I guess um, the Misfits skull. Oh, the Misfits, ah. very cool. Yeah, and the thing with this question is, you don't have to have one T-shirt by them, but that's the only band you can have band T-shirts of. So, yeah, that and Misfits skull. Misfits, t-shirt. got it. Uh-huh. Right, good answers. <laughs> All right, but uh, if you could make any animal that ever existed or that does exist now extinct, which one would you pick? <laughs> would take a live an- or a just an animal that still exists right now, but you would rather they were extinct? Oh, what animal would it be? <laughs> you choose the you next know, extinction. that's so hard because I love animals, yeah. man. Is there anybody? <laughs> Do you that really love all animals? animals? Mom, snakes. It's the ponytail. Scabies. It's the ponytail. It's a hippie. You know. Maybe a sloth. Cool. You know? Oh, yeah. Screw. Oh, they're Screw so nice. Sloths. Uh, I guess they're useless. You know, if you're too slow. <laughs> you got to go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Last one in. Shannon? I think I'd get rid of the alligator. Right? I mean, they, they had a long run, you know? <laughs> for, like, yeah, uh, for se- seriously. <laughs> Just based on that. Okay, my turn? Yes. Yep. What is the sketchiest convenience store in the Reno Sparks area? Ooh. Uh, I don't really go to one that, um, the one his mom works at, you know, I would say <laughs> the AM PM next to, uh, rail city. Ooh, that's, that's a good, good. That's a good choice. Uh, I mean, we don't get that a lot at the crossroads there. Cause usually I go get gas there in that night mm-hmm. and there's just characters. You oh, know? Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> it's a little sketchy. Like they don't mess with me, but I just see them, you know? So I'm like, yeah. right. just has an I'm air good. of sketch. Right. I want to say it's like um, the Rainbow Market, I think it's called, mm. on uh, Rock. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. There you go. Nice. Yeah. I'm always looking up. over my shoulder at that one. 
Oh, and special mention this last week. Those are those are both great answers. Special mention this last week, though. The Silverada and Audi um, 7-Eleven had a uh, yeah. stabbing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sweet, yeah. And that, that is one of our more popular. I've yes. seen that on the news, and I don't think they caught the guy who... Well, yeah, I saw the police yeah. tape and everything. Mm-hmm. So the yeah. dude's running around with a knife somewhere, so people. Be, be on the lookout. Yeah. Whenever I read those articles for local stuff, they always say, please believe that it's probably fine. Yeah. <laughs> like They're always like, this public is generally. There's no danger to the public at exactly, all. I used exactly. to live like right down the street from that 7-Eleven. That kind of shit happened there all the time. Yeah, it makes like, the 7-Eleven a few blocks north up by El Rancho seem normal. Yeah, well, yeah right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or Green Bray. Yeah. All right. Um, so uh, you're going on a cross country road trip with um, any celebrity from you know any time or place, and what car are you driving in? Emma Stone, '67 Chevy Impala. Nice. Great answer. Yeah. Dude, Damn. points for quick. Didn't even have oh, thank you. I, I might have a dream about that. Think about that. That was like in the chamber. Nice work. <laughs> I think I'd have to do like Cheech Marin. Mm, all right. <laughs> in 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 an Impala. Nice, dude. An old Impala. Like a lowrider Impala with yeah. hydraulics? Yes, sir. Nice. Yeah. Hey, don't eat that, man. <laughs> we're going to let you not here, man. If Chong wanted no, to Dave. go, could he come too? Oh, yeah, definitely. Right, we're going to let you go fun? with both of them on Hey, Dave, I've got the stuff. So good. My favorite answer, though, is still uh, Gigi Allen, Mystery Machine. (laughs) (laughs) Who the hell would want to be in a fan with that guy? But you've got to admit, that's a great answer. (laughs) We all blew everybody away. That'd be terrifying. Yeah. (laughs) Imagine the shit flung on the walls. (laughs) Lee, do you have a question for them? Uh, There's a tremendous amount of head shaking. (laughs) Okay. All right, Pierre, your question? Iron Maiden or Judas Priest? Oh, Maiden all day. That is a rapid fire. Oh, that that's is a, a rapid tough fire. one but for me. I think Judas Priest for uh, me. See, there's always oh. one. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Some of these questions Fun got the right answer. Bands. No, very good. I did, love both those bands, though. Did, sure. uh, did everybody's long-form questions get asked? Yeah, but yeah. what about, I want to know about. Go ahead, Rick. What is the dumbest thing you ever shoplifted? Oh, Snickers bar for sure. Shannon, that's Snickers just bar. dumb. <laughs> Star Wars figurine that I put in my sock. Did you make it? I no, no. I uh, got caught by security. <laughs> yeah, what what was, character? I want to say it was um, one of the sand guys. Uh, you know, uh, the Tuscan Raider. The, the, yeah. Tuscan, Tuscan Raider or well, one, Jawas? The Jawas. The Jawas. Oh, okay. Okay. The Jawas. Jawas are cool. Because remember back in the day, the the, the package and I. Peeled the wrapper oh. off, and I'm like, "Oh, okay." You know, so you I took was, him out of the package, at least. right? Now and they like still, and the jaws seven, are tiny. Yeah, that's a pretty well, sharp detective. And I always did. Yeah. You know, when, the first time I found a friend who had a Jawa figure, uh, the first thing I did was pull back its robe thing because <laughs> I wanted to robe. see what their heads look like because they don't show it in the movie. <laughs> what it looked like? It was like I had all this like stuff all over their head, and their eyes glowed like they were had all this. I just remember it being like Glittery stuff, stuff all over his head, like uh, um, huh. like it like it was all machinery or something. Huh. I just remember being a kid in the '70s, and the the rich my rich kid friends had the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Oh yeah! And like my parents were too cheap to buy that. I had, the, little, I had the, the Sand Rover thing. It had the panel, <laughs> the panel that you ass. could hide the figurines. In the yeah, room. yeah. That was so rad. I'd go there and pretend <laughs> to like them so I could play with that thing. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, kids, you had all the Star Wars steal gear. parts of it every time you go. Totally. <laughs> yep. Oh goes, look, yeah. I broke it. Sorry, man. <laughs> Then, uh, I've got another long form if we got some time. Yeah. Go for it, Ian. Uh, what is the first album you purchased with your own money? Ooh. Hmm. I want to say Quiet Riot. 
Nice. I don't think we've ever had that. Have Come on, feel that. the noise. Met, met, metal health. Mental health. Yeah. Metal, metal health. Metal health. Yes, yeah. correct. In Truckee, California, at the little downtown record store they used to have. Nice. Wow. The local local uh, flavor do they answer. Very yes. good. Um, RKL, Rock and Roll Nightmare. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, Alchemy good. Records. Awesome. Did you ever have the Greatest Hits LP with all the fucking acid on the cover? No. And out? That was the, a, the one I, I had, they had a, like a, a coloring book in, in it, too. Yeah. yeah, the one I had, they had a coloring book that came with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was... Yeah, Bun has all the cool answers tonight. Arcade oh, had all that cool packaging Killing. for all the stuff, but also the music fucking ripped. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, vinyls, man. That's what we used to buy. Yeah, vinyls. Or yeah, I got to see RKL's last show. Fuck their yeah. very last show. I got to see it at the Pound in San Francisco. It was amazing. When was that? Oh man, ten ten years ago, I think almost. Because Jason Sears, uh, I think, passed away like six months after it happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was super sad. Like, I, I watched him perform his last show, and he had a cane. Uh, and he was having, he had like a broken hip or something. And so oh, it was a little geez. sad watching him like that. But, man, amazing to see that guy do his last show, for sure. Love, wow. Loved that band and that guy. Right on. Awesome. And then as a follow-up to that, what was the first, like, major concert you went to? Not like a house show or basement show, but, like, you know, put KL, man. Oh, wow. At the fairgrounds. That was the greatest (laughs) show ever. Fun. When Mm -hmm. Rock and Roll Nightmare came out. Travis Center at UNR, Mighty Mighty Boston's. And (laughs) snuck me to that show. That was a life-changing experience for me. Because really if they cool. played at John Travis, it was before they really hit, right? Because then yeah. I didn't know what right ska, before, punk, yeah. horn, none yeah. of that, yeah. plaid, nothing. Yeah. But when to see him live and the energy of the crowd and yeah. just how they were, I'm like, I'm getting goosebumps now talking about it. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's, yeah. that's John how Travis cool it was. was a nice little room, too, to see a show. Yeah, yeah. they used to do a lot of shows there, man. Yeah. Uh, ministry and KMFDM was like a legendary show there. They played there, too. I remember yeah. seeing that. Yeah. Yeah, at was, Travis, Jot yeah. Travis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, was yeah. that what they had the? They, they put the yeah, fence, fence up. Well, it was yeah. when people like, were climbing up the fence. In case you didn't feel like showing up, live album that was yeah, like from yeah. that tour, and they had the chain link fence on the oh. front of the, the stage. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. People were climbing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kick yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome fence. Yep. All right. And that uh, KMFDM dude was hitting like a spring hooked up yeah, to something. What was he was that? like banging on the spring. I remember that stick? clearly being all, yeah. what the fuck is that? <laughs> That's dope. <laughs> Were you there, Rick? You're in your No, I missed dude. that completely. But I was, well, what year was that again? That was 1990, 80, I'd 89 say. 89 or 90. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was not Probably cool more enough. Like I was that, like, I didn't go out of my house. I just worked at Pizza by Piece of the Pie in Park Lane Mall. Oh, my. Goodness. And went home and smoked my bong every night. I had oh. just come out of being homeless at that time. Um, and so I was like, and as yeah. a kid. I didn't go so either. I, I was, I think I was grounded, but a lot of my friends went. And like I said, legendary show, John Travis, a show like that. Yeah, I don't know why they don't do it anymore or whatever, but at that time, yeah. there were so many bands passing through. It's just yeah. great. There wasn't a lot of mid-sized venues then either mm-hmm. in Reno. Yeah. Dude, does UNR even do shows anymore? I Is mean, the occasional stuff at Lawler, but like... Not I really saw the anymore. cramps at UNR in the old gym. Yeah, the old gym did a lot <laughs> yeah. of. They did like there was a few shows like yeah. School of Fish played there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Toad the Wet Sprocket. Yeah, crazy. Wow. The old gym. The, the acoustics at the old yeah. gym must be terrible. Yeah, they were. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, it's a gym. Yeah, I, I go to volleyball games there with the with the with the full UNR band, like marching band, and they're playing, and you Holy can't even cow. distinguish the notes or anything. Oh, it's just <laughs> echo, echo, just a central. wash, yeah. a wash of reverb. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I well. Story for another time. Back to the quiz. Rapid Here we fire. Go. All right, rapid fire. Um, 
I'm going to go with uh, Deadhead or Juggalo. Deadhead. Oh, God. Deadhead, I guess. <laughs> Thank <laughs> God. Painful to, painful to watch. Good one. Right. Would you rather get beat up or arrested? Oh. Beat up. Me too. That's <laughs> you just heal up. You'll be fine. I don't want to yeah. sit in a jail. You have to cell. go back to court. Yeah, six months from now. Fines and all. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek or Star Wars? Star Wars. Star Wars. God. Uh, Elvis or the Beatles? Beatles. Beatles. Okay. okay. Uh, time out. One second. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite character in Star Wars, and who's your favorite Beatle? Princess Leia. Mm-hmm. Paul McCartney. I gotta go with Paul McCartney and then uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. God, I respect both of you. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> no, that was pretty good. Yeah, okay, that's pretty solid. Go ahead. Oh, uh, oh uh, is yeah, it me? Yeah. yeah. No, I just went. I just went. Oh, uh, Ian. I, I I did Elvis and Beatles. Oh shit. Oh my God, it's back to Nick. We're moving fast. Okay, here we go. Back to Nick. Weed or alcohol? Marijuana. Weed. Right on. Right on. All right, would you rather go back in time and see Led Zeppelin at like some little club in London, or would you rather get beat up by a bunch of skateboarders in an alley behind the Little Nugget in 1992? <laughs> <laughs> I've already done both. Well, <laughs> I'd be Zeppelin. Right? I, yeah, Zeppelin for sure. Did that happen to you, dude? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like two things that could happen in the world. Nice. <laughs> um, All right. Okay, back to me. Circumcised or not? That's not private. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfectly acceptable answer. It depends. Are you checking? <laughs> <laughs> I love, the question is never explained. We just say it. And we ask everybody that, even girls. Bring the rapid fire. I'll just, whatever pops in my head. Uh, is it Ian's turn? Or? Yeah. Um, would you rather vomit be... or diarrhea? Oh, there you go. <clears throat> vomit. With a side of diarrhea. Diarrhea, I think. Yeah. Wow, okay. you know it's a strong okay. man that picks diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much easier yeah. to do. Yeah, you sit down. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> nice. And read the paper. I can vomit with my pants on. That's oh. what I like about it. I don't See, like, I, I don't like having pants on. So, yeah. But you don't have to. Vomiting's painful, though. All right, one one more round of rapid fire. AIDS or cancer? Oh shoot, dude. Uh, AIDS. Mm, that's a tough one. I I gotta go with cancer, I guess. Very good. All right, um, hamburgers or hot dogs? Oh, <laughs> burgers. Burgers for sure. Yeah. All right. Okay. Would you rather uh, be exposed to the vacuum of space or the bottom of the ocean? I'd rather be in space. Space. Everybody picks space. I don't know why I asked that question. <laughs> and Ian with the final question. Uh, Batman or Superman? Superman. Mm, I'm more of a Batman guy myself. Nice. Mm. All right. All right. Very good. All right. Let's check the uh, computer. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, Shannon. You won. Hey. Oh. You won 8,367 8, to 7,779. So that's pretty close. That is pretty fucking close. Good, guys. good answers, guys. Good job. Very Thanks, good. Guys. You won a Nowhere Nevada package. And if you don't have one, I'll give you one too. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for playing the worst little quiz. Now let's get back to your band for a second. Okay, so let's jump from the frat days. What happens next in the story? Yeah. Hmm. Suck a well, punch. Because well, I know, like, you had some vampires in your band and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, so, um, 
Brian, somewhere after the um, the punk record we did without the horn players, um, Brian suddenly decided uh, he didn't want to be in the band anymore. Um, and it wasn't necessarily he didn't want to be in our band. He just didn't want to play um, punk. Uh, and uh, he found religion, and he, now he just plays for his church, which we thought was a phase, but he's still doing it to this day. And that was back in 2004. So if it's a phase, it's a hell of a phase. What did um, he think of the last song we heard? He hated it. And uh, it, I think it might have been... I don't. I don't think it's a reason that he that he bailed, but um, he refused. I don't think he wanted to play that song. Um, we recorded that after he was out of the band. Yeah. Um, but you know, I don't know. It's Brian found religion, and and that's cool. The the rest of us didn't. Um, but you know, Sucker Punch has some songs that like uh, that were offensive, um, but we never meant any harm by them. You know, but, uh, you know, it's just that song didn't appeal to Brian <laughs> at all. And he wanted he wanted to distance himself from that. So we couldn't have recorded that if had he been in the band. But like once he left, we're like, OK, cool. And then and then um, when he left, we, we were looking for a guitar player. And we auditioned a couple guys locally. They were good, but they just didn't have they didn't fit. You know, and if mm-hmm. you could play music, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's a chemistry thing. Um, and then. Dave Masood and Chris Fox were two kids that had grown up um, playing Sucker Punch records, mm-hmm. and they used to come to our shows all the time. And we loved those guys, and we still love those guys. Um, and they said, "Hey, we'll do it. We know all your songs." And they weren't kidding. Wow! Uh, they, yeah. they came in, hit the ground running. Oh, those guys are badass. And it was almost like they'd always been in the band. I mean, you want to talk <laughs> chemistry? It was awesome. And the last EP we did was with uh, Chris and Dave. Um, and there's, I mean, like I said, we have nothing but love for those guys. Um, and they were in the band up until really a few months ago or maybe a month ago. Uh, (laughs) I think I want to say around June-ish, maybe July. Mm -hmm. Um, and it it was, it was nothing personal. Um, it's just Chris, as you know, tours constantly with his Mm -hmm. band. He's hardly Um, ever here. So he's never here. And it got to the point where we were just playing like one or two shows a year, which Mm -hmm. was, we were all content doing because we've been doing it for so long. And it was kind of a treat. Hey, Chris is back. Let's get a show. Um, But we wanted to play more. I wanted to step it up with Sucker Punch. We were having a good time. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to book more shows and Chris just wasn't here which was okay when we had Dave because at least we had an, another guitar player and we could you know do that with Dave. But um, then Dave got super busy with family stuff, so I decided to um, to bring in Andy from Last One Down to play guitar. And my idea was um, to kind of have all three of them a part of it, and whoever could make the show make the show. Whoever couldn't couldn't. But then we could at least do what we wanted. We could progress. And mm-hmm. We could play it. And Andy's a songwriter too mm-hmm. so i thought fantastic i love the last one down record um with andy in the band i know we can write more suck a bunch of tunes um but when andy came in um dave uh decided that he didn't want to do it with with two guitar players he didn't want to be the the, the guy um, so he chose to leave and uh chris did followed suit um but they still i mean as far as we're concerned they're they're family members in this band and have an open invite to come jam with us any any time so there was no hard feelings on our part we get it um i've i left the band for a few years myself when i was pursuing steve dave and i was replaced by other drummers um the first Mm -hmm. drummer i recruited to replace myself because i wanted the band to keep going 
Um, was you know, Paul, huh? Paul Emnes, great drummer. From Libbits Libbits. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Sucker Punch was always more than just about one person, you know? So, you know, people come and go. The core members are always still there. Um, and, uh, yeah, so this new lineup is awesome. Um, Shannon, our saxophone player, was just a guy that came to all of our shows um, and was our favorite guy to see in the shows because you will not meet a more knowledged person when it comes to punk ska. Um, totally enthusiastic about it. Um, and when we realized he could play a saxophone, we're like, holy shit, who better? Um, and he's been great in the band. How many um, years and how many shows? It's uh, six years now and 34 shows. See? Nice. Well, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I couldn't tell you how many years yeah. I've been in the band or how many shows, but like, yeah. So, so. It's, it's fun now. Like, practice, we were practicing twice a week, which we haven't done yeah. in Jesus probably since, I don't know. Maybe the two th- early two thousand. It's been a while. Um, are you guys, you guys are writing now. Yeah, like working like, on. Some yeah, stuff? we like yeah. full on now. Uh-huh. And Andy was like a shot in the arm for us. Um, and cool. in addition to that, he's you know um, he's really into like promoting the band. And mm-hmm. stuff. Oh yeah, so and I've he's got like a really good at graphics and all. That yeah, too. so it's just and he and I see eye to eye on um, you know what you need to do for your band and things like that. So it was it was awkward for him. I think he if he was here, he would tell you the first few times we jammed he's like because he's getting to know you know our personalities and stuff and bun has a super dry sense of humor mike uh absolutely has a strange sense of humor and i think andy was taking all that in going what the hell have i got myself into <laughs> but uh yeah it's it's coming into its own and like i said it's the, there hasn't been a fire in this band like in in years um like when andy joined and we started jamming with him so we're stoked this is that's great man yeah i'm still on this ride yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. He's still going. Damn. Yeah, so you guys are like one that. of the longest running bands from Reno. Period. Like, really? I would think yeah. that they're still almost active. on thirty years longer yeah. than the Atomics. What about or just the Atomics? Might be Seven a seconds, older. maybe, or no? Well, the, I don't think oh, they're, they're still going. Yeah, they are yeah, active. Are they? Yeah. They, well, yeah, of course they, they win. They were they were like what eighty one. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say they're the oldest active Reno band for sure. For sure. But so you guys like, are one of them because yeah. oh, yeah. most bands, uh, I mean, I've been in a bunch of bands and the longest I could get a band to go would be like five years until finally recently with Roxy Collier and uh, I think we're at eight or nine. I used to watch you guys at the Blue Lamp, yeah. Pat Couch. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that only lasted five years. That place was like small but cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's where I met Pierre, and and yep. I said, "Hey, I was in the Decomposers, and I, we didn't have a drummer." I'm like, "You want to be? You want to be our drummer?" Mm-hmm. He's like, "No, I want to be in a punk band." <laughs> so <laughs> at least he knows what the fuck he wants, right? You know? right. <laughs> and then yeah, I watched him go do it, you know, yeah. and all the way up to fucking screeching weasel and shit. I was like, "Wow, he did it!" You know, <laughs> he right. fucking did yeah. it. He wasn't kidding. Thanks, man. Yeah. But that place was a magical place, man. I think that was a Reno Renaissance coming out of that. Yeah, so it was like the first like cool bar. Reno, Reno had. A That's little, where like, all the hip people went. Yeah, you know, because I used to live like a few blocks down from there, and like every week, and it, that place was just packed mm. outside, yeah. inside. Oh yeah, and it was, it was tiny, packed full. Yeah, but all the time yeah. overflowing great, into the back alley and into the front. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. all over the street. Yeah, yeah. now yeah. I think it's. A Bar or a it's Red Rock. Bar, the Red Rock yeah. bar, yeah. It's okay. been, it's been it's very similar for a while, yeah. But you can still go in there and remember the old days, right? Yeah, you can, can I still I, get the vibe. Tell Bun's 
uh, my story about Bun's dry sense of humor. And like when I when I met these guys, <laughs> Sorry, it was like the, the first practice I had with these dudes. I didn't know them at all, right? Mm. And Bun, if you know what he looks like um, now, he's kind of hippie-ish, but back then he looked like a punk rock guy. Uh, and he had a sh- you have a shaved head. It was clean cut, like clean cut, like yeah. Shannon's. Shannon's mm-hmm. dude. Uh, so, but he was a nice enough looking dude. But we get in his truck, and he's giving me a ride home because I didn't have a car at the time. I think I had a motorcycle that was broken down. And we just had our first practice with these guys, which, which essentially I think was my audition. And I thought it went well enough. But anyway, we're leaving at probably 11 o'clock in, in Sparks. And we pull up to some uh, horrible 7-Eleven out there. It might have been the one you named. I don't know. <laughs> Dangerous, Still going to it. There was like these, like, stop yet. there were like <laughs> seven or eight, like, gangbanger-looking dudes in, like, wife beaters and jeans like sitting on top of their impala like on the hood as we pull up and you know sketchy and bun's like i gotta i gotta get a pack of smokes i'm like yeah sure go and as you pull up bun turns to me goes dude let's fight these guys (laughs) i'm I'm like why man there's like six of them and two of us like what are you talking about he's like dude you ready? You got my back. We're gonna box, we're gonna box him. And he and he goes to grab the handle of the car, and I grab his arm. I'm like, dude, what are you doing, man? Like, stop. And he goes, no, I'm just fucking around. I'm gonna get some smokes. Oh, okay. Sorry, Good dude. one, man. Just fucking terrified. But that's the kind of shit he that's had to rad. get used to. These dudes. Training uh, day. Training day. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys probably would have fought you if you wanted to. Well, I'm sure of it. And, and made, I would have got beat up. And made quick work of us. I thought, God, these guys are psycho. <laughs> but now knowing him, I'm like, that's a f- some funny shit. Sarcasm, like, right? Dude? Absolutely yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love it. So how many more tracks do we got? We should probably do one more now and then one at the close of the show, right? Yeah. Okay. One more and then we'll come back and talk about what you guys got okay. planned for the near future and then we'll wrap it up. Cool. Cool. Ben, you want to pick one? Um, Bad Cop No Donut? Yeah. Yeah. You want to say anything about this, you guys? This is, it doesn't there. speak for itself. Actually, this is our like closer. Yeah, um, people love it. <laughs> Let's <just> sing <laughs> along. <laughs> okay, here it is. When I say bad, you say cop. When I say no, y'all say donut. Bad cop, no donut. Bad cop, no donut. Bad cop, no donut. Yeah.
I can't imagine that being popular at a punk show. <laughs> no, not at all. You, you know what I love about that song is that's quintessential Mike Young. Like that, I mean, I can't hear that and not like think of that dude like and what he stands for. <laughs> hey, I heard that song went over real real good at the park, uh, Wingfield Park, when you guys played. Oh, yeah. So, all right. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fun story. We got a... Uh, we got invited to play. I think was it Riverfest. Was I think it was like called it like Rock at the Back River or something, something like that. Something like that. And uh, it was right when when in the late nineties, I think ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah, they were just kind of in, in our like heyday though. Like yeah. what here locally, would Sucker Punch was kind of a popular band. And this lady called me, um, asking, you know, said that she represented the city and wanted us to, you know, play that show. And I was like, well, have you heard our band before? Because at the time they weren't, you know, now. False Island, all kinds of, you know, ag- aggro bands can play it on there. But at the time, it was real, like, you know, the Lazy family Eights, yeah, you know, family-friendly kind of stuff. And I was like, you know what we do? She's like, oh, yeah. But clearly she didn't. She just knew the kids love them. You well, know? well, there's a trumpet in the band. So, they must be wholesome. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> that was terrible. So I was like, all right. So, you know, we play our set and we play that song. And, of course, there's, you know, expletives throughout, yeah. uh, as in many of our songs. And Mike was making jokes. I think we had Jeff Dunn in the band mm. um, on guitar, and he was making fun of um, Some dark humor. the unhoused that were yeah. staring at yep. us. Um, did I say that correct? So the kids won't yes. cancel me? <laughs> cool. Um, and we are just being our goofy, smart-assy selves with all these songs. And I remember the kids loving it. Some of the parents going, uh, what is this? Uh, <laughs> kind of angry, but it wasn't a bad show. No, it was fine. That's a great show. But when we were leaving, uh, the, the woman that hired us came up to me and started like berating me about like, how dare you? And you, mm. there were kids here and you're swearing, you know, yeah. cursing in your songs. And I was all about to like, try to like intelligently defend us. Yeah. And just as I started to say something, Mike stepped in front of me and goes, look, bitch, you should have figured out what we sounded like before you hired us. Yeah, and like my jaw hit the floor and she was like, what? There it is. Like, but you know what? Looking back, he was right. Yep. Yeah, like, Mike said very little. Hopefully she learned a lesson. Yeah. When, when he was not on stage, Mike didn't talk a lot, you know, but when he was on stage, he was fierce. But that was one time when he like stepped in business wise and just kind of, and I was like, I didn't have the guts to, to say that to her and I wish I had. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Mike. Yeah, good yeah. So, speaking of shows, what do you, do you guys got anything in the works? Yeah, I mean, we do. You got something coming um, up? The 19th, next month. Almost, bun. Uh, September 19th? September, September 16th. 16th. Okay. My bad. <laughs> We're at? Bun's going to be late. <laughs> <laughs> Three days. September <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 16th but, through uh, the 19th. Yeah, so the 16th, September 16th at the Virginia Street Brew House. Oh, cool. Um, it's our own show, headlining it with um, Donkey Jaw yeah. and the Juveniles. Fuck so damn. it's like Garage That's Rock. A great show. Yeah. That's a or, much bigger yeah. room than the Beer Barrel and a yeah, nice bigger a stage. Bit. Yeah, yeah. But question. we got J Max is, um, is uh, promoting it for us. Okay. Um, legit tickets. Did Andy Go do ahead. your posters? Yes. Ah, yeah. Those are nice posters. That's why they're sweet. You could tell his style yeah. when, when I see the posters. So we got September 16th at the Virginia Street Brew House, and then we're playing. Um, the Punk Rocktober Fest uh, at uh, Shoe Tree Brewery, which is our favorite brewery, hands down. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, that is September 30th. And then I just found out, uh, or I think I've confirmed it, that we're going to play... Pie and Noble, right? Noble Pie. Noble Pie. And uh, October 6th. 
Sweet. So that's the weekend of all the big shows, Bad Religion and uh, yeah. uh, Offbeat Music Fest. But we're before that. We're Thursday as that kicks off. So in Midtown. Fuck yeah. So, yeah. Okay, wait. Second one, September what? At Shoe Tree? 30th. 30th. Okay. Yeah. That's Carson City for all you Carson listeners. And that's a daytime show, right? Yes. And uh, that was with uh, Engine Fire, Last One Down, Manchild. Wow. That's yeah. going to be a That's killer show. Yeah. 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 Carson City mm-hmm. in the afternoon sounds like a, a great time. Yeah. yeah. It's, and then it's October. Like September 30th. Yeah, like you know, it's cool. still summertime, At too. The and Noble Pie. It might snow that day, or October. it might be 100 degrees. It is, yeah. it is Washoe County, man. Yeah. October what? At Noble Pie? Was it Noble Pie? October 6th. October 6th. Right. Thursday. Which Noble? Uh, the one in Midtown. Okay. All right, and you you know what, you guys, the uh, fucking Atomics are playing this Friday. Where? At, At uh, that, Shanty uh, Dolan's? Shanty Dolan's on Keystone. It's the mm-hmm. old Mama Bears. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Atomics. The Atomics are playing in the the parking lot at Shanty Dolan's right there at Keystone and Second. I don't know why he's got goosebumps again. That is like a stone 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 It was like, I I just found out about it a couple days ago, so it wasn't like they didn't promote it very much, but now it's the Atomics are playing in a parking lot on Keystone. Okay. The last time they played, they are like, we're playing tomorrow. (laughs) Fuck you, man. Why do you do that? (laughs) I ain't coming. (laughs) I I got shit to do. Hopefully that's the first of a few. They kind of like. We'll show up every, couple, weeks, every few so. years, just show up and play a few shows. So yeah. well, I used to yeah. play in a band with Luke. Yeah, cool. Uh, what, what, what band? Yeah. Uh, Big in Japan. Oh, yeah. uh, nice. You've been in a bunch of bands. You, you guys been yeah. in a bunch of bands, too? Um, Shannon, is this your first band? Yep, my first band. Holy shit. Bun was in Calling Cadence with me. Yeah, Right on, right on. I remember yeah. them. That was a good band. That was tight. Um, last summer, I played with Voted Best Band for a show. They needed a someone to play so a i great band. learned learned quite a few punk rock covers yeah. and had a blast right fun 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 dude and played cool. with dave masood right oh yeah and dave had his own record oh yeah i remember party that at last year i i helped mm-hmm. him with that so that was cool too yeah we yeah got, he played the harp we got dude to, yeah i remember mm-hmm. we got to open with roxy collie played that show. oh no kidding yeah. yeah so that was that was yeah fabulous. i think um what was it? The heterophobia? Was it? Yeah, they played those, two with them. Yeah, those guys kill. <laughs> those guys are fun, fun dude. Yeah, yeah. I love them. Every I love time. this town. Yeah, and all the bands Reno's and around. stuff. Yeah. But Agreed. before we go out, you guys, I'm gonna get one more song. You guys tell us what it is in a sec. I just wanted to do, uh, you know, say, fucking Oliver mm. X, rest in peace, uh, motherfucking. Awesome, dude. Yeah. Uh, Great man. Season two, episode eight here at the Worst Little Podcast. Uh, he's been with us yeah. since that long, and uh, it's a big, big loss for for our scene, what we do. You know, yeah. like he was a huge leader in that That's, uh, you know, community. You know, Nick, um, today even Max from Kale's Z was talking about him. Yeah, and um, and this morning's news even talked about him. Yeah, yeah. City he, he Arena issue like twenty some years so much, of this, you know, of Oliver. Yeah, twenty some yeah. years. Everybody man. like, yeah, I'm well, getting so, goosebumps right now. So um, fucking weird. He was so young. Too. Yeah, so. I cried this morning, man. It was just like it's just too much because I had my dad died, my best friend Eric from high school died mm-hmm. recently, like just uh, real recently, and then today, and Elgin Elway, uh, fucking all these people, dude. It's just piling up and. I would be remiss not to mention uh, Brian Swift. I don't know if you guys knew him. He was in a band called Shockbox. But oh, he yeah. went way back. He was Reno uh, rock history. He was in a band called The Dogs. 
um, prior to my yeah. my scene. Yeah. Um, but they've you know they opened for Billy Idol at Lawler. I mean, oh, they did wow. some really cool things. Um, and uh, I've. I jammed with him when I was 16, and he was quite a bit older uh, for, you know, a couple of rehearsals or whatever. But anyway, he went on to to, um, to start a band called Little Leslie and the Bloodshots with his wife. Um, I think they were out of New York. Um, great rockabilly band or whatever, but we lost him um, recently. And, uh, yeah, it's fucking suddenly, getting old is brutal. Uh, right? Falling great life, guy, man. Yeah. I mean, keep coming when you get old, you know? Yeah, yeah. all these great people. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can knock it off with that universe. Yeah. Like we're, we're good. You don't have to take any more people for a while, please. If that yeah, would be cool. Yeah. Anyway, uh, to all, all those folks we've lost, um, we love you. And, yeah. uh, to all our listeners still with us, uh, thanks for listening. Love you guys. Yeah. Too. We love you guys. Tell us about the last song we're going to hear you guys. Cool. What do you, what do you want? What yeah. Do you want to play? None of us know what it is. Uh, <laughs> I think Shannon needs to pick yeah, it. Yeah, dude. Pick you, a song. You got one on this? I want to hear Tidy Whitey's. Okay. Uh, good choice. Right so this is a song, um, I wrote the lyrics for it, and I don't know if I'm proud of it or embarrassed by it. <laughs> you can judge, but it's a fictitious song about uh, underwear. <laughs> and the chorus is, oh, those mighty Tidy Whitey's. Yeah, they wrap you warm with love. <laughs> and that's all you need to know. Enjoy. Oh, man. Oh, and just in case you guys uh, out there in listener land want to hear more of this awesome uh, local legend, uh, subscribe to our Patreon. We had an extra Ooh. song on there where we had yeah. one local legend covering another local legend. Mm, so, yeah. I mean, if you want to hear that, you're going to have to go check out the Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com slash worst little podcast. And they talk shit about someone and you'll never know. Yeah, there's secrets that you want to know. And for a buck twenty-five a week, it's a pretty fucking sweet deal, you guys. Pretty pretty great. So help support keeping this podcast going and worth every penny. Yeah. We can keep the lights on and keep, you know, Pongo fed. Poor hungry. Yeah, poor dog. And if you can't hear the podcast right now, just get in touch with Rick. <laughs> if you make sure trouble, that you hear it if you have trouble hearing this podcast please call us <laughs> so you guys it's funny because if they can't hear it they wouldn't hear that message yeah so and also if you aren't you never hear this podcast and you never hear anything about it fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it folks but if they, you do hear about it then that deals off you guys right. are awesome we, we weren't talking about you at all. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks so. for being with us, Sucker Punch. And uh, maybe you. sometime we can get us. the whole band in and yeah. do it live. Yeah, we really so would cool, love dude. that song. Get a live okay, recording so from you guys. That'd be for sure. All right, here we go. For the Reverend Rory Dowd, Lord Strice, Cadillac Kim, Anna Mouse, all the folks who weren't here, I'm Nick Ramirez saying life is short and we love you. On the worst little podcast, we're talking out of our ass. Where these my friends they all will laugh. They think me really stupid and they see.